Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. We have been learning about the fruits of the Spirit, haven't we? We've learned about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And does anyone know what the next one is that we're up to? Do you want to call it out? What do you think it is? Goodness, you're right. We're up to goodness at the moment. So goodness, gracious, who's heard anyone say that before? Maybe their parents before or an adult. Maybe they walk into your room and it's a big mess and they go, goodness, gracious. Who has a messy room? You have to clean it when you get home. Maybe you've heard your parents say, be good. Maybe you're jumping out of the car going to school and your parents say, be good before you jump out. Or you're going to a friend's house and you're having a sleepover and before you go, they say, be good. And being good might look like listening. It might look like following the rules and being obedient. And those are all really good things to do. What's another way we can be good? Maybe at school or at home or at church. What do you think, Reuben? Oh yeah, don't hurt, don't hurt people, that's probably a good thing to not, don't hurt people, that's being good. Logan, what's something else? Listening, yeah, very good. When I taught kindergarten last year, the way that they showed me that they were being good was they'd sit down, cross their legs, sit up really straight, put their fingers on their lips like this, just to show that they're being good. And those are good things to do, but it's not the goodness God has called us to be. He has called us, goodness isn't just about being obedient. Goodness and being good are two different things. Being good is is good, following the rules, listening, not hurting people. But goodness comes from the heart. And it's about affecting other people as well, not just ourselves. Or not just showing off ourselves, but helping others as well. Did you know that there was a king named Hezekiah? Can you say Hezekiah? Hezekiah, very good. And his first act as king was, well, it could have been to build a massive mansion for himself. It could have been to buy a nice Lamborghini for himself or back in those days, a nice horse or a donkey. And, but no, his first act as king was to open the doors of the temples, to open the gates, to clean it all up. He got some people to come in clean it all up, ready for people to worship. The doors were closed for a long time and he opened them up for people to worship, for people to meet with God and to people to get to know him. And how awesome is that? Um, In Matthew 5, 16, I think it's going to be on the screen. uh, It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. So you can see your good, so they can see your good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. Choosing goodness can celebrate God's goodness and it lets it overflow into other people's lives. And it's so good that we don't have to do this alone. That the Holy, that God gives us a helper, the Holy Spirit. He can help us change our character to show goodness. Sometimes it's not always easy to choose goodness. We need God to help us. And I'm so glad that God helps us, in, helps me in this area 
because it's not always our first choice, but God helps us and he changes us. And choosing others over ourselves will spread God's goodness. When it comes from the heart and it doesn't just show off ourselves, but it shows it to other people. Um, in 1 Chronicles 16:34, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endures forever. Can you say forever? Forever. forever. And God is, there's something that we need to celebrate, is that Jesus is the, he's the epitome or the greatest person who shows goodness that there ever was. That he's called the good shepherd because he laid his life down for his sheep, which is us, to show that he loved us, that he cares for us, that he knows us. And even though we didn't deserve it, he showed that to us and that's his goodness. And we have to celebrate his goodness and share his goodness with others. I remember in youth, um, I can't remember who it was, but they told us not to be a fat Christian which means don't store up all the things you know about God and not share it. We're called to share it to others and to let others know God's goodness. And we're going to show him, he's celebrating his love and his goodness. Um, we're going to pop some poppers. Who likes party poppers? Ooh, I need three helpers to show how we can spread God's goodness. Who doesn't mind big noises? And who can pop some poppers? All right, I'll get one. You can come on up. All right. All right, two, come on up. And all right, Grace, come on up. Perfect. All right, Brandon, can you pass me my poppers? Thank you. <laughs> I just need three. Awesome. All right, if you don't like loud noises, then you need to close your ears because it is a little bit loud when we pop some poppers. Thank you. All right, are you ready? Do you know how to pop poppers? Yeah. Pull the string, fantastic. All right, this is going to show how we can celebrate God's goodness and spread it to others. Are you ready? Let's count down from three. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Woo! Thank you, guys. All right, you can go. My message is actually a little bit, I'm hoping that it inspires some people to rise up. I've actually titled my message today, All Rise. And um, this term we've been talking about, the whole theme for this term has been fruitalicious. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when I was preparing for my message this morning, I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me quite clearly about what I'm to share today. And for me, that's a little bit unusual. I, I don't feel like I ever really get full clarity. I feel like my brain often is like, do, 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 and it's pinging off with all these different ideas. But today I felt really strongly to talk to you about three things. And the first one was to tell them about who the Holy Spirit is. Who knows that the name of something is really important? My name is Carissa. And it's not the most common name, definitely not the most common name, but it's not the most obscure name either. But when people will call me um, and they don't know me, often they'll say, hi, is this? And they'll take a little bit of a pause and they'll say, is this Charissa? And I'll say, hi, it's Carissa. And then they'll do a bit of an apology and I'll say, don't worry, it's spelt really weird anyway. But 
People call me, have called me all my life, have called me all different things. They've called me Clarissa. They've, some people call me Chrissy. Some people have called me Chris. A few people in this room get a bit of a kick out of the fact that my dad calls me Crazer. <laughs> and depending on how fast he's saying it, sometimes it can almost sound a little bit like Carl Barron. Crazer. Crazer. But my name is actually pretty common if I was maybe in Greece. My name is simply the Greek language word for grace. And so when people say my name, what it actually means is grace. And throughout the Bible, God reveals himself to us and his attributes of who he is to us and um, what he is to us in our lives by his name. And in John chapter 14, verse 26, we learn that the Holy Spirit is the advocate. John 14, 26 says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And by knowing that the Holy Spirit is the advocate, it helps us to understand the power that the Holy Spirit has given us. An advocate is someone that fights for people or defends for people. An advocate is someone that speaks truth, that gives advice and counsel. And an advocate also speaks on someone's behalf or pleads on another person's behalf if they don't have the ability to. Who's ever seen, a, you know, maybe a Netflix series or a movie where you've seen a courtroom scene and you've seen a lawyer that's pleading on behalf of another person in a courtroom? Or maybe you've got someone in your family that is that kind of person that's got that bit of a grunt about them that something's not quite right, they'll make sure they address it. In our family, if something's not quite right, we have a little bit of a joke and we say, wait till Shelley hears about this. And every family has that one person in their family that will have that little bit of a grunt. In our family, in our little nucleus, it's me. The kids will always say, if something's happened, like at school or, you know, with you know, something or other that needs addressing, they'll say, don't tell mum. <laughs> and this week, Matt had to go to the dentist and it was for something he was... It was pretty annoying, actually. He had something that happened, anyway. And he had to go and book another booking at the dentist. And who knows that dentists aren't cheap. And I said to him, you really shouldn't have to pay for that. And he said to me, oh, well, we'll see what happens. And I said, you won't ask them, will you? And he said, no, of course I won't ask them. And I said to him, I would ask them. And he said, I know you would. And I'm really glad that you're not coming. And so, we all need one of those people. But as spirit-filled Christians, we are all empowered by the Holy Spirit with the power of the advocate. And I want to encourage you that not only are we empowered with the advocate, we're also empowered to be an advocate for other people as well. And so this morning, the second thing that I really felt really strongly that the Holy Spirit wanted me to say is to call out the advocate in you. And it's so important that we understand the layers of authority that we've been empowered with. Number one, the advocate was sent to us by the Father in the name of Jesus. And as spirit-filled Christians, we have the Holy Spirit within us that we've been empowered with. And I want to encourage you, I am convinced burdened more than ever before, that as a church, as Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christians, that we need to start being an advocate and advocate for our kids and our young people, that our kids and our young people would be shown the right way and would also be shown truth. And the Holy Spirit, can I encourage you, will help you. 
Who knows? Um, who loves the movie Forrest Gump? It's one of my all-time favourite movies if I ever have four hours to kill. And in one, in one part of the movie, Forrest Gump says, stupid is as stupid does. And there's, it's real truth to the saying, if you don't know something, you just don't know. And our kids need to have the understanding on the other side of some of the garbage and the lies that they hear of what is the truth. It's everywhere. It's on Netflix, it's in Disney, it's in the movies they watch, it's in the books that they read, it's in the conversations that they're having in the playgrounds. And you simply cannot hide and shelter your kids from what is out there. And so I'm encouraging us to be brave and bold enough to have conversations with our kids. Our kids don't need woke parents that will package up the truth in a really convenient, sugar-coated way because you don't want them to, you know, maybe be a bit different. They don't need parents to be best friends where they'll come alongside them and really, you know, hide them from the realities of life. They need parents that are going to be bold enough, brave enough to be able to speak the truth even when it's uncomfortable, even when it doesn't feel like it's the trend, even when it's different to maybe what their peers are um, thinking or experiencing or what they're hearing. And I'm so thankful for people like Nick Diomas and Denise who lead our youth group that when our kids come here, yeah, give them a hand, they do an amazing job. That when our kids come here that they hear the truth. I'm so inspired and I love the fact that our upcoming youth camp is called Truth Seekers. And I, when the youth camp came out, I made sure I signed up my kids because I want my kids to be in an environment where they're going to be spoken the truth, where people are bold enough in their world to be able to say, I know you've heard this, but let me show you what God's word says. Let me show you the truth. And the third thing that I really felt God speak to me to say to you is to fear not, for I am with you. And in the Bible, it's incredible that fear not is said 365 times. I love the tapestry of the Bible. I love, there's so much woven throughout the Bible of maths and truth. But I love that there's grace for every single day for a Bible verse to remind us to fear not. And um, for every single day in, in, both the, sorry, in both the Old and the New Testament, God calls on advocates to speak boldly. Whether they're afraid to or whether they feel unqualified, he still tells them and instructs them to speak boldly. In Exodus 4, Moses begs God not to speak to Pharaoh, but God says to him, Now go, I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you on what to say. In some versions it says, I will teach you what to say, as if to say that we don't always get it right. Yes. Have a go, and have a go in speaking to your kids. And even if you don't qualify, feel like you're qualified to be able to speak on certain issues, which, let's face it, so many times we don't because it's tough. Sometimes there are things that we come across and we think, I just don't even know what to say to that. But God will bring you alongside people that can help you. In that story with um, Moses when he didn't, he was pleading, begging God, saying, I don't want to go and speak to Pharaoh. God got frustrated with him because God knew that he could, but God was gracious and he sent someone to help him. So he sent Aaron to be able to help him. And can I encourage you that God will put people around you and to go and talk to people if you don't know. We're having some difficult conversations in our house about some difficult things and I won't, don't worry, Ben and Lil, I won't embarrass you about what some of those are. 
But sometimes, every now and then, I've found myself a little bit caught in that, and and I'll tell you what it is, it's intimidation. Because intimidation will make you feel fearful, it'll make you feel something like in your gut, where you think, oh, I don't know if that's quite right. And so we were having a conversation, and I ended up ringing Matt, and I said to him, this is the situation, this is how I think we should respond to shine some truth on it, but I know that this could be the outcome, what do you think? And he said, no, what you said's right. You need to do it and we need to say this and we need to stand in this way because that's, what, that's the standard that we've got to have and that's what we're going to do as a family. And so can I encourage you that even if you feel intimidated, pick up the phone and ring someone that you trust, back yourself and always remember that God is with you. And I want to encourage you about how we, as Bible-believing Christians, spirit-filled Christians that are empowered with the advocate, can advocate for others. Proverbs 23, verse 23 says, Buy the truth and do not sell it. And we can sell it simply by saying nothing. But God has given us a blueprint in the Bible on how we can advocate for our kids. And God has an expectation of his believers that we will faithfully pass on the story of God, the truth of God, from generation to generation. And the first one, first way that God expects us to do that is through teaching. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9, it says, Impress them on your children, talk about them. And it just simply means in the everyday ways about going about your life, whether you're in the car, whether you're sitting around a meal together. Talk about God and tell your kids about God and teach them about God. The second one is testimony. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 20 to 25, I'm just going to highlight one bit. It says, when your son asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees and laws of the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him about what God has done. Guys, I might just get you to sit down there if that's okay. Thank you. We'll get you guys up in just a moment. And number three is tradition. Exodus 12, chapter 12, verse 26 to 27 says, And when your children ask you, what does the ceremony mean to you? Then tell them. So when you're coming to church, tell your kids why you come to church. When we take communion, tell your kids why we take communion. When we have Easter... And Christmas, tell them why we actually celebrate these events. I just want to quickly go back to testimony. I think it's so important that we do actually tell our kids, sorry kids, I'm just going to get you to sit down. We're going to, we're going to get to that in just a moment. When Lily was three, and I know that lots of people have heard me tell this story before, Lily suddenly developed a really significant stutter. And she spent 12 months with really, really intense speech therapy to get through it. And it was really difficult, but we managed to be able to engage some really great people around um, providers that were able to help us. And in that time, Matt and I really believe that God helped us to be able to help Lily, including finding the right people to help Lily. And we encourage Lily and we tell her the story about that because we want her to know that, yes, you know, you might have actually still come through the speech therapy and been a perfect speaker after that, but God actually helped us in that time, that regardless of whether the outcome was what we wanted, God really, really helped us in that time. And in year five, so Lily ended up finishing speech therapy and when on the last session that we had the speech therapist said to us, we didn't want to tell you 
when you first came in because we didn't want to discourage you. But she's actually the most severe... It was the most... They rate stuttering on a severity scale and they actually count... They, they've got a way to be able to count it and they measure it. And they said she was the most severe that we've ever taken on in intake. But she's actually also the quickest one that's come through in that with, with being able to come through speech therapy. And we give the glory to God in saying, thank you, God, for helping us. It was such a difficult time to hear her go through that. And even now, sometimes we'll play some home videos of that time and there's some really funny videos. There's one particular video that Matt um, and I listened to and Lily's actually come out and, Ben, you're going to love this. Ben somehow fished a poo out of his nappy and dumped it on the floor. And Lily spends about one minute trying to tell Matt that there's a poo on the floor. And he knew, but he's there filming it. And she spent about a minute saying, there's a, you know, there's a poo on the floor. And then Matt says, that is gross. And after a minute say, trying to tell him that, Matt, that there's a poo on the floor, she goes, it is gross in perfect speech. That's just the best video. But when we listen to that video, we also feel this tinge of, oh, that was really hard. And so we remind Lily, we remind her the story about how good God is and about how gracious and kind he was, that even we tell her that we found that really hard, but God helped us and he encouraged us. And some other ways that we can advocate for our kids is that we can go on to the Father on behalf of our kids and we can pray for them. There's some things that we can do as parents and we can only take them so far. I know that some of you are praying for your kids for some mental health issues I know that some of you as parents are really struggling with some things, some behavioural things with your kids. I know that some of you come to me and talk to me and say, there's this going on with my child and I've been to the doctor and I've been to psychologists and I've been to OT and we don't really seem to have an answer yet. And can I encourage you that as an advocate for your kids, you can go and take that to the father and you can pray for them and you can plead with God on their behalf for some intervention to help your kids. We can also advocate by connecting our kids with resources, scripture and people, and we can advocate by hearing someone's story and supporting them. We can also advocate for young people by getting alongside them and just simply being there for them. But I want to encourage you that it's time for all of us to rise. We've all got a part to play And I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit will help you. So keep going after it. Keep advocating for your kids. Keep seeking for your kids on on their behalf to the Father. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.